Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, How to Sell Your Stuff fam. How is October treating you so far? That feels so strange to say still. I'm thrilled to be back with you this week to geek out about some more Etsy, and this episode will not disappoint. I got so much great feedback from you guys um, from the episode with Jen Atkins, who was talking about you know, if you really go hard on a niche and what that can do for a new Etsy shop. And I mean, I have heard from so many of you that that episode rocked your world, encouraged you. Like some people were like, it made me cry. I just felt so seen and understood. I think this is going to be a comparable episode. We're really, this is such a a casual girls conversation. And um, my chat with April was so just fun. And I mean, I don't know how you feel when I go off the deep end and like leave my little set of questions behind, but this episode is for sure one of those. So more about that in a second, but just for a couple a couple of quick notes I wanted to let you know about. First of all, I am getting ready to start planning for another FAQ episode. So there will be a link down in the notes below where you can submit an FAQ to me to cover on the uh, on the next FAQ episode. It'll probably be several weeks out, but I like to start planning them and giving you plenty of time to think about and submit your questions. And there's also um, always now a link down in the show notes if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show. Like so many of you guys reach out to me and you're like, it's kind of a bucket list thing for me to be on your show one day. I hope to be that successful one day. And um, that is an opportunity that is there. I just, you need to have at least a hundred sales. So you've got some kind of established shop routine. You know, you've kind of proven you can do it. You cannot have copyright or trademark violations in your shop. So it needs to be all of your own unique um, products and designs and things like that. You need to um, have, you know, some kind of a unique story that doesn't, that doesn't have to be super when I say unique, it just, it needs to be your story. You need to have a story you're comfortable telling about like what your background is and how you got started on Etsy and how you picked your niche or your product, just some kind of story around what it is that you do. And then finally, it just needs to be a niche that we haven't covered in the last six months. But if you are someone who has a great story about one we've covered, you can still submit an application and we'll just plan you out for in the spring. We'll just push your episode out a little bit. So please feel free to go down to that link and apply. I've already gotten some great applications applications and I'm excited for upcoming episodes. But um, I, you guys are just so lovely. I'd, I'd love to interview y'all and I love to insert some of those stories at all different, you know, levels of success. The one with Jen that everyone loved, she she only had a hundred something, 200 sales. It's not like she's one of these, oh, I'm a full-time Etsy seller. I make six figures and you guys loved it. So nothing wrong with 
being a newer shop, um, just a hundred sales deep. And then there's nothing wrong if you've got a hundred thousand sales and you want to come share your story. I always give my guests the, the option um, to share their shop name or not because of the problem with copycats on the Etsy platform. And the problem with if like every single one of my listeners went and checked out the shop we were talking about, it would totally tank their conversion, their conversion rate, right? Because Etsy's algorithm is watching if lots of people are looking at your shop or looking at your products but they're not buying. It's like that that shows up as a negative to Etsy. So it could ruin a shop that was doing really well. So always know that you have that will honor your privacy as well. And we can just stick to the story and the niche without ex, you know exposing your shop. But um, with that housekeeping out of the way, let me read you April's bio. Today we have April Care back on the show. She had been on in, uh, let's see, February of 2022. And she has come a long way since then. This was such a fun catch up. And I love her approach to taking a physical product that sold really well for herself and then also adding digital listings, which have now become the bulk of her business. She is a married mom of two. She is so relatable. Um, She's always had the entrepreneurial spirit ever since her mom used to take her to, or I should say, take her, drag her to craft shows as a child. She's a huge optimist. There always has to be a way. I can attest to this. She is such an optimist. She's so positive. She graduated with a degree in elementary education, but ran a successful in-home daycare for 10 plus years. Oh my gosh. So she could be a stay-at-home mom. Now she is a full-time preschool teacher for a public school and runs her Etsy shop as her side hustle. She's had, she has 5,700 sales. Um, she's a crochet pattern designer. She loves to design patterns that are quick makes, easy, perfect for busy moms who want to whip something up or um, folks who are wanting to sell those products at craft shows and they can easily whip up large numbers. She's been a crocheter for eight years now. I wonder if that should be nine years now. She learned how to crochet on YouTube, which is so cool. And she's always trying to learn more as she goes. So we're going to talk through so many, like just like, you know, where she's at now with her shop, where she thinks all these extra, these thousands of sales have come from over the past 18 months, um, what she's been testing and trying and working well for her in her Etsy shop. And then of course, we are going to talk about adding that digital component to your shop to create some of that passive income and how you can come up with some ideas to do that. So please help me welcome April to the podcast. Yay, April, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. Our, um, yeah, it's been over a year. I need an April fix. It's been more than 18 <laughs> months, right? It was a year in February. So it's been like a year and a half. Yeah, that's insane. It's been too long. But we geek out on Instagram, at least. I've got you there. Right. <laughs> well, um, so we have a ton of new little family members now that I'm super excited for them to meet you if they haven't gone back and listened. And oh, I should have written down which episode you were on. I'll look it up while we're chatting. Um, So we can. Do you remember? You look like you remember for a second. I I don't. 20 Wait, I've got it. I've got it. It was 28. 28. Okay. 28. So you guys can go back and I'll link it too, but you can listen to her on 28 because I mean, like, it's going to be really cool to hear what's happening now in your Etsy shop versus then. But for those who don't know anything yet, give them like, you know, a shorter version of your story. What was your background? How you got into Etsy? And then they can go listen to the other one for like the, all the tea. Um, I started Etsy. I mean, the little number on my Etsy page isn't accurate because I started it and never listed anything until I just had my four year Etsy, three year Etsy anniversary in August. So I just started making things. People are like, list on Etsy, list on Etsy. So finally I started listing patterns on Etsy. Um, so that's really where my Etsy shop took off was writing crochet patterns. 
and just digital downloads. Which is like and the coolest at, thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at like, um, I wrote it down so I didn't forget, uh, fi- almost 5,600. That's what I your sales are at that. now compared yeah, to last. Yeah. So in the past three years selling patterns, I'm almost, I'm almost 6,000. And I know like 300 seems so far away, but I know I'm going to get that 6,000 very, very soon. I'll get those 300 sales so quick. This is my easily. time to shine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> easily in the holidays, easily in the holidays. But like yeah. I, we have to get to it. Well, I'll get into it. But I super geek out that you took this like physical product that you were like, you probably still are like wholesaling and selling oh, supplies absolutely. and everything, but then like went digital with it. Yeah. Well. People would ask like, where do you get that pattern? I was like, well, I wrote the pattern myself. Like here's a link to my shop. So after so many times people asking, where can I get that pattern? figured out people really do want my pattern so I may as well sell it like it's obviously it's in demand demand. (laughs) demand and people want it so it definitely encouraged me to start writing my own patterns and putting them out there and it's paid off (laughs) what was your background remind me before you because I know you're just a crafter but what was your work before that um, I was a home daycare provider for 10 okay. years, and I definitely needed a creative outlet when I was doing home daycare, home by myself. My babies were babies. <laughs> My babies are not babies anymore. Um, but I definitely needed something just for me, something that I could just be proud of. So after staying home for 10 years, I needed I needed my outlet. <laughs> and it was Etsy and crafting. But like as a knitter, as an avid knitter myself, and that's what I do at night after like the day. Well, it's, it's what I do after the kids go to bed before I actually do my work because my schedule's insanity. But like I could totally appreciate after chasing around other people's children and your own all day, wow. just being able to sit down and like the repetitive, just tactic, tactile feeling of yarn and a crochet with hook day, especially when my babies were bored little my day was so overwhelming all the time crochet was my outlet to do something for me and by myself and I just fell in love with it and I never stopped doing it so after 10 years of daycare I I no longer do it um now I am a full-time preschool teacher in a public school so I still have that balance of my chaotic busy day but I still have my relaxing crochet time at night that I that I need but I get the best of both worlds. Like I need chaos and I need relaxing time. We have to talk about that in more detail. I definitely have a question on here because we've got to talk about the balance <laughs> because you're one of my few who were like, oh no, I actually needed to go back to work. I was kind of needing to add it. So we I have did. to do that. But tell me about like, okay, you, I can't remember how many sales you had the last time we talked, but well, here actually I can check, but it was like, you've come, you've, you've grown a ton. Um, I remember like sending you a message like, Hey, I love your podcast. And you're like, well, you're doing well yourself. Like, <laughs> You were so surprised that you had enough going on that I was like, oh, can we get you on the show? Right. I was like, what? Really? Yes, absolutely. I like, I always feel like there's something more to learn. And I, like you always say you geek out on this stuff. So do I. I love <laughs> listening to that. You never know when another maker is going to say something that just resonates with you. It just yes. triggers something, even if it's not another crochet or maybe it's somebody else who, whatever, just does digital downloads. Maybe they will strike and like, you know, hit a with you that just makes sense with you yeah it like sends you down a new rabbit hole it still happens to me it's still I mean like multiple six-figure earner and it still happens to me it's the best to talk with other sellers doesn't matter what level they're at but like I think you've gone up by at least a thousand if not a couple thousand sales if I remember correctly I think a lot more because I think I was around two thousand when we first met and now I'm almost at six thousand that's so is that mostly digital product sales 
Um, yeah, like 99% is digital. Wow. But you still list physical handmade products for sale. I do. I have a few, but also I'm trying so hard not to overwhelm myself. So I only have a few hats in certain colors that I have listed. Um, something that I know I can make or recreate um, fairly quickly. So I don't overwhelm myself, but I also am a local seller. Like I do commission, I do wholesale and I do like farmer's market craft shows, different things like that too. So like a lot of my physical items I sell locally. So I only have a few physical items on Etsy where that's mainly my, my digital, my digital sales. Wow. Okay. So you're still doing all of that. I don't know. Like you're incredible. And then you also, since you were on the show, did, you started an SVG shop as well? I did kind of as an experiment. I wanted, cause I listened to you and I listened to other SVG sellers. Oh, I can't think of his name. Gold City Venture. Oh I yeah. Cody. Was, yeah. Cody. Um, after listening to that one, I was like, I'm going to start my own SVG shop. And I did. And I have over a hundred sales in that shop. And to be fair, I don't put a lot of energy into that shop. It's kind of more of an experiment shop for me, but I still, I'm so glad I did it because it's another opportunity to learn. Well, you're, and you're making sales there too. I am. I am. Just not so like my, one, my one goal for that shop is to earn enough to pay for Canva every month. Nice. <laughs> I love Canva, but just to pay for my subscription to that. So I do. I like, I earn enough per month in that Etsy shop to pay for my Canva subscription. That is so smart. Okay. I have a question for you because I haven't had a digital product shop in many, many years and I'm going to be starting one soon, but do you get, so what ended up happening to me? Well, first of all, I got scared because I got like a, I didn't know about copyright and trademark at that point, And I had something that had Lego on it and I got like a cease and desist from Lego that scared the pants off of me. But also I felt like I wasn't making enough to deal with the DMs that I would get with all the questions. Do you feel like you get a lot more questions in a digital product shop? I do not so much in my second Etsy shop, but like my main Etsy shop that has the almost 6,000. Um, one of the biggest problems, and I don't think it's with the customers. I think it's, I think it's with Etsy. Um, a lot of people do buy patterns. Like I am a crocheter. So like other crocheters buy crochet patterns. And when you're using the Etsy app, it is so hard to find your download in the app. Like when you're on your computer, it's a piece of cake. So a lot of times I get messages like, Hey, I bought this pattern. Can't find my download. So then I, I usually just ask for their email and I send it to them. And I know there's a way to do it on your phone, but it is like you need to go to like Etsy.com, not the Etsy app to be able to find your download. So absolutely. I, my number one message on Etsy is where can I get my download? You just gave me an idea. I'm jotting it down. Also, I'm loving, this is the most casual episode ever. Although the last one was Jenny was the same way. We were a hot mess. This is what happens when I talk to my friends. I'm going to make for everybody listening, I'm going to put on my YouTube channel. I will link it when I make it. I'm going to make a video showing the customer how to find their downloads on That's the app. That's so smart. But you know, what's funny. You it's like when it. Buy a pattern. They don't know how to download it. But in my second shop, it's only strictly SVGs. I have never once had a person ask me where my download is. Huh. But I feel like it's more commu- computer-minded people are searching for SVGs where, like, crocheters maybe don't know how to. I'm. I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know what I bet it is? And I have to go look at this, but I bet it's the people who don't have the app and they are going to the browser on their phone to Etsy.com to order. And maybe they don't even have a login and then they need to just like navigate to their email. But that's a whole, like, I wonder what happens if you order a digital file and you are not an Etsy, like you order as a guest, like how do you download it? I I don't know that. Like I, I'm, 
I'm going to figure this out for all of us. I'm going to figure this out. And, and, and I will try to mention on the podcast, but get on my email list and I will not just, not you, April, but everybody. And I will email that out when I have it done. I will have like a set of videos. I will figure it out. It's going to take me a minute. I don't know why I add these things to my list, but I'm just like, (laughs) we have a problem. Our family, we need a family meeting. We're going to figure this out. Okay. That is absolutely 100% the biggest question most message thing is where's my download okay um and i just say hi what's your email and then i just i email it to them and they're always appreciative no that's That's the way to handle it but if you could also be like oh here just like watch this quick video it'll show you where to find it from your you know what i mean yeah yes yes all right i'm on it okay have you that is so fun i'm glad you started that shop have you made any other big discoveries on etsy or about your etsy i mean you've obviously shot up in sales can you attribute that to like some changes you made or something you learned or what what caused that um i think well again as being a crocheter i think the number one way i get sales is i share my work in other crochet groups so i'm definitely Mm -hmm. hitting my target audience within crochet groups on facebook um i did learn an important lesson make sure your group allows you to share a link Um, I did post last year a picture of my hats that I make because hats are my, my jam. They're my go-to. Um, most of my patterns are hat patterns, but I posted in a group that did not allow sharing a link and it had like over a thousand likes on the picture and I did share it. I ended up getting kicked out of the crochet group, which is totally fine because I made over a thousand dollars in a weekend. (laughs) sharing my like I was like well I shouldn't have done it (laughs) I just honestly didn't look at the rules of that particular group and I got kicked out but I mean it all worked out (laughs) it worked out okay for you but like I wish you could still leverage that audience they on now I like that Facebook made this update where like in those groups they have the rules on top of every post that you make so you need to double check that's a huge improvement to Facebook. But like, so tell me this, how did people share in that group if you weren't allowed to ever share links? Or were there just like dedicated posts where you were supposed to share your links? There might've been dedicated posts. I honestly don't remember at this point, but like, I just, you can share your work. You just can't share a link to the pattern. How are people then telling people how to get the pattern if they want it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I know. And you got kicked out. So you can't go out. (laughs) My husband always says, I've been thrown out of nicer places than this. Um, I promise you're not. We have jokes that I'm a crochet rebel. (laughs) You are. You are. That's so funny because you're literally the sweetest. Like you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. There was a rule. I I I still think about it. I never got kicked out of anything until crochet group. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So the way this happened is so interesting and we've kind of already touched on it, but you started out selling the physical products and then because people were asking, you added the digital products. Had you right. thought about it at all before then? Because what I'm thinking is there's like thousands of people listening right now that if they added, I just coached someone the other day that like the best way to scale their shop was going to be because they were, their supplies are expensive. So the best way was going to be to add some digital products. And I think a lot of people listening need to think about I'm selling, you know, pottery. Well, what if you added, what if you had a digital download for a pottery class? Like, you right. know what I mean? Or like something like that. Or, yeah. or they sell jewelry and they could do something jewelry making. Or maybe it's a not totally digital, but they could sell a kit, you know, to be right. able to make it. But I would love some of your thoughts about having moved into the digital space. We did talk about this in the last episode as well too, but I, I'm literally titling the podcast after this subject because I think that's one of the most brilliant things you've done that I want others to start doing too, is figure out how to add that digital stream. So I was making these little crochet dish scrubbies out of like scrubby yarn. They're super popular. 
um, people again, where'd you get the pattern? So I wrote the pattern up. I was just sharing it like this is kind of quick what I did. And like, this is dumb. I'm giving away the pattern for free all the time. So I just charge, I mean, it's $2. It's not expensive. However, I package them in a two pack. This is just how I sell them. Not how other people have to sell them, but I put them in a cellophane bag. Um, like a six by nine cellophane bag with two dish scrubbies in it. And then I added in my Etsy shop a digital download for like a card topper that goes over it. So you print it at home and it says kitchen scrubbies on it, um, like handmade. I think, I think it says 100% nylon and then you cut it out and then you can staple it to the top of your bag. So the finished product looks it looks so professional. Like it's all clear. They're all packaged. They all have the cellophane um, wrapper over the top of it. And um, they can just download it from my shop. So the pattern is in my shop. I make money okay. from that. And then the digital card topper is in my shop. So I make money from that. Um, and then uh-huh. I have like in the description on Amazon where you can get the cellophane bags that I use. So one product and I have two digital downloads that go with that one product. Are you an Amazon affiliate? Are you getting that cut too? I am. I am. (laughs) Good job. So you can like link, link the affiliate links and you just make a couple cents per sale. But um, I'm going to write here to put in the notes how to sign up for an Amazon affiliate. I'm just going to tell people if you get rejected the first time, don't stress about it. That's really common. You have to have a bit of a social media following or be an influencer because there's Amazon influencer and Amazon affiliate. You can try. I would try to find an influencer. You are an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Then what's cool about that, you guys, is you can create yourself. Oh, this episode is so. We're going down such fun (laughs) rabbit. You can you can then create like on your Instagram or in your Etsy shop. You could have like your storefront, your Amazon storefront, where everything that was related to your product that you sell. Like a lot of people on TikTok will do that for like things in their wardrobe because people will always be like, where did you get your boots? Or like, where's your, what's that mascara or whatever? And they can put it in their storefront. So I have um, like all the supplies that I love to use. I have them all linked in my Amazon storefront. Okay. So if you've been around the podcast for a while now, you have heard me tell you guys that you shouldn't put all your eggs in the Etsy basket, right? (laughs) Etsy owns their platform and we are just guests. So it's super important for your longer term business goals to use your Etsy shop to build an email list. That way you can continue to communicate with the people who already love your products and create an asset that will stay with you as you expand your Etsy shop and beyond. The tool that I recommend for this is CraftKit because it compliantly integrates directly into your Etsy shop and will streamline a ton of work for you. Once you have CraftKit set up with your Etsy shop, and it's super simple, by the way, like no high-tech confusion or mess, which is a win. Every time you get an order after that, CraftKit is going to pull over your customer's email address and then automatically communicate with them with the messages that you set up ahead of time. So it's going to auto send the messages you create as each transaction milestone occurs in the order process. For example, it's going to send a thank you for your order email, a notification that the order has shipped, a delivery confirmation email, and anything else that you set up within it. I personally love this automation, you guys. Like It's such a time saver, which is really critical when you become a busy shop. But even better than that, CraftKit is also going to start inviting each and every customer to join your email list, and it makes it super easy for both you and your customer. Once they hop on your list, you can set up a drip campaigns for days, reminding them about your brand and inviting them to revisit your shop. 
So if CraftKit has hit your curiosity button, which I hope it has, I made a YouTube tutorial that I will link in the show notes so that you can see a back office sneak peek of exactly how this works. I know that always helps. They offer a 14 day free trial. And if you use my coupon code, which is SMILEY, S-M-I-L-E-Y, all in caps, you will get a 50% off discount for your first three months. So I will link that for you as well. Whatever you do, my friend, cover your own back and start building your email list. You'll thank me later. Oh my gosh. Tell me more. What do you have? Like, what are the categories you have? Um, I have like crochet hooks that I like, um, yarn that I use. Um, I like, you know, cause you're a knitter, but when you have a partial skein of yarn, like the ends just kind of sit there. I have a yarn winder. So I wind my yarn into nice little cakes. So they're more manageable and not so messy all over the place. So I have like you yarn winder. Yep. <laughs> um, I do cricket stuff. So I have like cricket stuff, um, linked in my Amazon shop. Brilliant. Um, poly mailers. Cause I mail out things. Um, my label printer for printing out labels from Etsy. I love mine. Um, so yes. that kind of, those are the kind of things I have linked in my, um, the shipping stuff is so helpful to know. Like I have all of that linked over on my resources page on my website, like all the shipping stuff we use, because when I tell you, we tested a hundred different things to find the right packaging stuff. Oh my gosh. Right. And like tape will, will kill you. It is so expensive to buy. Like we found really affordable tape on Amazon. It's just this whole thing. So I love that you share that as well. And I love my my label printer. Like, yeah, it costs a little bit of money, but in the long run, like, I'm not wasting nearly as much paper. I'm not using. I was buying tape all the time because <laughs> when yeah. you do print out your label from like a printer, you have to cut it out, and then you have to, um, you know, at least put three strips of tape over the top of it to make yes. sure it's sealed. So when you have a label printer, you don't have to do that. I think the label printer is like the ultimate level up for sure. And I do have my favorite label printer and like the things over in the in the resources page as well. But when I was using my inkjet, I see, I agree with you because I think the ink is what ends up costing a ton. But I got so tired of the tape situation in April that I got the two, there were like two per normal pa- piece of paper, like stickers. So you, I could format That's it in my editing shipping. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was like done with the taping. Oh my gosh. Tape was so, it, it just was, it's crazy, right? We got really efficient with our tape, but like if you get the, the two labels per page shipping, we've gone completely off, uh, off the table. <laughs> but, um, but it's relevant. It's like Etsy relevant stuff and like all of that. I highly stuff recommend a label printer. <laughs> it's no, it really, if you've got the money for it, it's better. But if you don't, then, you know, get the, the two, the two sticky things. All I have yeah. all of that linked if you guys need any of that. But I'd also be curious to see what your label printer is and, and compare notes about that. Which, like, honestly, it's an off-brand one that okay. had decent reviews and it has been so good for me. I like watching the YouTube or the, the TikTok videos where people are like showing all the printed labels. Because oh, they right. Really I know. Just, like, <laughs> play some hip hop music and watch me. Let me watch your label printer. Um, but, okay. Are there any other tips about the kind of digital uh, moving into the digital space? If you've got a physical product and there can be a pattern for it or there can be a tutorial for it or something related. Do you have any other tips you want to throw out there about how um, someone can move into that? Like the holidays coming up, like, for instance, the lady you were talking about who had pottery, like she could do like gift tags that are related mm. to her pottery um, and then sell like a digital download for like a gift tag maybe. I have some for like that you could attach to hats that are like handmade, just a like cute little label that you could attach to your hat, like to, from, and um, people can print it out and add it to their physical product before they gift it. So like making a digital download for a holiday tag would be 
smart right now because people are like, you know, planning ahead up until Christmas time. That Maybe is so like smart. Some, like a card or something. Gift giving is a big one. Um, one year, I mean, my whole daughter, this was the year that I took off in between daycare and getting a full-time preschool job. I made 27 little crochet whales for my daughter's Valentine's Day party. Um, and then I made a digital download and I added it to my Etsy shop saying, will you be my Valentine? And I sold several copies of that for Valentine's Day. Um, but her teacher's like, oh, Brindley's mom won Valentine's Day this year. <laughs> you, I was going to say you won Valentine's Day. I'm glad someone beat me to it because that's insane. I, vaguely, but, I remember seeing the pictures on, on Instagram and being like, where do I get one of those? That's insane. Yeah. That's so it was just a, like a little digital download, but around Valentine's Day, it definitely, I sold several copies of it. It was, will you be my Valentine? And it connected to the little whales that I had. I think it's the, I think it's that, well, first of all, anything in which we've got a, I've got another random segue. I'm taking us down in a second here, but I think it's all about thinking about your ideal customer and what they love, what they buy, um, what, you know, what your best sellers are and creating things around that. You like anything, Absolutely. whether it's, yeah, a pattern or a tutorial or just something that enhances the product. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and something that um, makes their life easier. Yeah, Like they don't have to go out and get a gift tag because it's right here. They can just print it off. And or I just even anything that, like, re- regard, like related to packaging, like anything like related to gift gift, like to making the gift cute, like how people love a really sweet unboxing. You'd have to yeah. get kind of creative with it. But like with earrings, like, you know, I'm trying to think that's that too, though. That could be like a little tutorial or you could do, you could do something that's like a, a pairing. Like here's how you would style this, like a style guide for some for some clothing or earrings would be really good. Or for if you yeah. do any kind of makeup, I'm trying to think also, I'm trying to like give examples, like what would I would do for like bath products or we'd have to like get onto like YouTube and see, you know, see what would, that's what I would do. If you, if you don't know what to do, I would go A and just search around Etsy for other shops that are selling similar things to you and like see what they might have in the digital space and get some ideas. But you can also just look on Google. You can look on Instagram and find out, like just search your words and see what comes up. Cause it's not going to be just your product. It's going right. to be a hundred things related to it. Um, with the signs, I would have done really well. And I, I'm a terrible decorator, but if I hadn't been, I would have done really well to have um, like kits for how to style. Like here's how you create the perfect, um, what do you call that on the wall when you have multiple things up there? A collage wall. Like a gallery. Yeah. Gallery. Gallery yeah. Wall. See, I have no business doing it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you can hire people on Fiverr to do some of the things that you don't know how to do. Fiverr's Absolutely. S-I-V-E-R-R. And there's all kinds of designers. Look at the reviews, make sure to like vet your person. But I have all my video editing and my graphics done by people on Fiverr. I've had, you know, transcription. You can get them to do lots of stuff. I've had very good luck with people on Fiverr. Well, one, I had, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I hired one person. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think it's an issue of um, vetting them, just making sure that they, they're they really good. So, okay. Yeah. what? So we've already talked about use the products you sell the most are your patterns, which makes complete sense. We've already talked about how much time does like making one, one of your hats, do you do a double strand of the crochet? Yeah. So yarn? being okay. from Michigan, I'm a Northern Michigan girl forever. Um, it's cold here in the wintertime. And when I was making like just a, you know, 
trying to remember that everybody's not a crocheter. When you just make a regular crochet hat, it's not very thick and maybe it's holy. So I do double-stranded yarn to make it thicker. And also when you do that, you use a bigger hook, therefore it works out faster. So mm. <laughs> when my attention is on it, it can take me 40 minutes to make one hat. When my attention's not on it, it could take four days. But <laughs> mm. um, you know what I mean? So like the thicker the yarn you use, the bigger the hook you use, the quicker it goes. And I am a busy mom. So I wanted to make patterns that were aimed towards other people who made for maybe markets or craft shows or busy moms or people who gift gift because they do work up fast. Um, And of course I've made my pattern like seriously, probably I'm in the thousands by now. I've made so many hats. Um, I can mind you work up quick, but even if you're a first time First time are using the pattern, I would say realistically you can make one in an hour. Like they work up quick. So like if you were going to do markets, it would be a good pattern to use to bring to a market because you can replicate it very quickly. I'm intrigued that you're giving them the rights to sell, to make and sell commercially. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for supporting other people too. Um, Another thing I do in my shop, I don't remember if I talked about this last time, but my hats have big pom-poms on them. You did talk about this. I was about to ask this. Do you still sell the (laughs) pom-poms? I do. So I buy my fur, like buy the yard, um, and then I cut it up and I make my own pom-poms for my hats. So I offer in my Etsy shop just fur by like the, I use a five by five inch square. Um, so if people only want maybe one or two or some people order 20 squares of just fur that's already pre-cut ready to make into pom-poms, they can buy that. If they don't have time to make their own pom-poms, uh, for a dollar more, I'll make pom-pom for you. So I have pre-made pom-poms and then I have the fur just to make the pom-poms and it's all the fur that I use on my hats already. Um, so that's another Honestly, it's a pretty big seller in my Etsy shop. Is just the fur. That Which I one? Which sells more, the pre-made or the just the fur? It's honestly a pretty good mix. I feel like when people do buy pre-made, they go for big numbers. Like they'll buy twenty at a time, yeah. or or you do get the person who will buy just like one, or maybe they just need one square of fur and they don't want to invest in a whole yard, so they'll just buy a couple. But I've I've honestly had both ends of the extreme. Like some people will buy 50 pom-poms. Other people will buy 50 pieces of fur. Have people buy one pom-pom or one piece of fur? Like it's kind of all over the place with it. Okay. So I wanted to ask you if you're playing at all in the, like, okay, it's been like the year of animals. It's like the big trend is animals. It's like on t-shirts, frogs and owls and oxalotls and all kinds of (laughs) like sloths are still really big there. I mean, there are like mice, like it's so random dinosaurs. I could go on and on. It is the year of the animal. And I have seen that in the crochet space, this is no different, but it would be harder to do. Like, I'm like, "Mm." have you played it all with animal crochet animal patterns? I feel like they're everywhere. Not with me writing them, but I am addicted to buying patterns. So I have a whole bunch. I just need to make them. (laughs) Hard to make. From other sellers. I mean, it's just more time consuming. So I guess when I go into crocheting, I go into it thinking, how quick can I make this item to sell? Because I do sell locally finished products. So like sometimes maybe, for instance, my daughter was having um, a school carnival and it was a farm themed carnival. And um, the PTO asked me to make an item to sell at, or not to um, sell, but to auction off. So like donate my time to make it. Um, and I made a cow. That cow took me forever. So like just because that's not usually 
what I make. Like I make hats. So it just took me longer to wow. recreate it. And then I got an order from that. So like how quickly can I keep reproducing these animals is kind of my hang up. I like making them, but only yes. maybe like one. I don't want to make like a hundred of them where yes. a hat mm-hmm. sit down. And it's just me personally. Like I can sit down and make a hat, not a problem. But when I have to sit down and like really focus on an animal, it takes me so long. Did you, but do you okay. did you write that pattern for the cow? No, no, I bought it from you another Etsy seller. We were at a craft fair just yesterday and there was a, I was talking to all the vendors because some of them were on Etsy and we were, you know, I was like meeting listeners. It was just the coolest geek out ever. But this one <laughs> shop, they were selling all crocheted animals of different sizes. And I think sometimes the craft fairs, you can get away with a lot. My daughter got this little oxalotl crochet thing. Sorry, that was my mom's dog. Um, <laughs> it's literally like the size of my two hands put together and it was $20. And like, I will support the small artist cause I know that took a minute, but like, I don't think that this is the other thing that I'd want. So my point is there's huge demand for this on Etsy. I was looking at the numbers. In fact, I'm working on a, um, this like download that I'm going to make for the, for the audience will be like a free version and then a paid upgrade where there's like all like, here are the micro niches with, with tons of opportunity in them. And I've been working on like the sewing ones and the crochet ones right now and the animals the crochet animal patterns, there is a huge opportunity. There really is. Yeah. I'd want to sell the pattern because the physical animal, like I don't think she could sell that small oxalotl for $20 on Etsy. I don't think there's a chance. I think $12 max. And my guess is that's a really, that's a really low hourly rate (laughs) for what that would take to make it. Right. And when I make and sell things, like I always have that in my mind too. Like how long does this take me to make it? How much can I sell it for? And how many can I make? So like all those things go into like my thoughts before I make a thing. You have to, but it's one thing at the beginning too, because you're now almost 6,000 sales in. You have figured this out. Someone just starting, I know I was willing to give away the farm a little bit in the beginning in terms of my time. Like I wanted to just try stuff. And so if you're trying to get your foot in the door, crochet up some animals to sell, get some sales for your shop and then sell, and then be like, all right, I'm tired of this. And then just start selling the pattern. You just have to write your own pattern, you know, but yeah, (laughs) there's that. So anyway, I think that's like locally, I do sell little animals. I love yeah. making little chickens, like jellyfish, whales, and I always sell them for $10 because when I was a child, my mom used to drag me around to craft shows and we could never buy anything because it was too expensive. So like I have a special place in my heart for kids at craft shows because I was always told no. So I always, yeah. <laughs> I always have something affordable for children to buy. And usually parents don't think twice about a $10 little item no. from a I could hug you. I wish that oxalotl was $10. We also spent another $20 on a goldfish because of the silly goldfish game. And we were at a fair earlier in the summer and we did not get a goldfish and it was a bit sad and I respect that. So we ended up, we, we really, I wish there had been a $10 whale. I really do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it's something that I can work up pretty quick and like, I know the whales that I do make, I can make like eight or nine of them in an hour. No way. I can't like not stepping on like I, I do batch work, so I'll make all the bodies, and then one day I'll add eyes to all of them, and then the next day I'll stuff them. Like, I just do it in batches so I can get enough done. So, like, I when I do craft shows, I always try to do, like, in tens, or, like, I can do 10 whales, or I can do 12 whales, like, 24 whales, like, either by tens or by the dozen. So, I definitely... Are the eyes glued on? I have so many questions. How do they attach the eyes? I have, like, little safety eyes. They're, like, kind of kind of like a earring with a back and the back does not come off once you put it on. But once I have the safety eye on, I 
like the back on it, I do add a little dab of hot glue just so there's no chance it's going to come off. But With the kids, um, yeah. also get those from Amazon. Link them in my Amazon storefront. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, cool. I share on my, Instagram. my Instagram stories often okay. because people are like, oh, where did you get that? So I'll just share a link in my stories. Okay. Do you? Have, is it on your bio though too? Is it on your link tree? Because I actually need those eyes. Um, yeah, I do have it on my link tree. Okay. Amazing. Well, and we'll share your Instagram because your, your Instagram is so fun to follow. I, this has, you guys have to let me know if you love her. I just hit 4,000 followers on Instagram. Pretty proud of myself. Congratulations. <laughs> That's Thank amazing. I, Instagram's been really slow for me, but I think, I think. It has. All of a sudden I've had an uptake in it. I don't know what causes Not as much as I should. <laughs> your political answer. Okay. But obviously you're doing some because you're growing. Oh, and that, oh my gosh, my next question was literally, do you think your social media presence drives significant business to your shop? <laughs> I do. So I have a Facebook group and I feel like when I post my Facebook group, I'm definitely talking to locals, like just more hmm. local people follow me. It's just how it is for me. I'm not saying it's the same way for everybody, but when I do post on Facebook, I feel like it's more local people following me and Instagram, I feel like it's more of everybody else is following me. So like if I was going to post like, Hey, I have a new pattern out, I would share it on both, but I'm going to get more sales from my Instagram to my Etsy shop than from like my Facebook page to my Etsy, Etsy shop. So, Oh, wow. Absolutely. Like I feel like Instagram does drive my sales. Okay. And like we were talking before, I definitely need to up my Pinterest game. <laughs> I'm just I'm Pinterest, I just need to be better about it. I need to learn more about it. It's the crafting. It's because you're in the crafting space. I'm just, you would kill it on Pinterest. Well, you were telling me that you're, you get a lot of um, offsite ads sales in your shop. And that tells me that there's a huge opportunity for you on Pinterest or on Google, but don't pay for Google ads, like go on to Pinterest. But that's, that's to me like one plus one equals two. You've got it. I mean, I know there's only so many hours in a day. And then my next question is literally how do you juggle? (laughs) (laughs) Like how do you juggle running around? I, Okay, but you are a kids person. You run after children all day long. And we got to talk about how you ended up going back. Because when we talked the last podcast episode, you were full-time Etsy. You were taking a break. You closed your daycare. And you've gone back into it. So, like, tell us that whole story. But how is it? Talk about the juggling of it, too. Like, Etsy shop at night, running around after children during the day. Because you're not just sitting down in your easy chair, like, crocheting. Oh, very very rarely ever I'm doing nothing, but I feel like it's part of my personality. Okay. <laughs> so I was doing daycare for 10 hours a day, five days a week, 50 yeah. hours every week. And I needed, I needed that balance of not doing anything. So then I started crocheting and that was like my me time. My kids were in bed. Um, but then I took one year off from working and just focused on Etsy and selling. Um, I got a big job from a local from a very popular local shop um, here in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, and that one winter I made, I can't remember off the top of my head, it was like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hats. Um, and that's all I did that one winter. And it was enough of an income to make it through the next school year. But when I wasn't doing daycare, I really missed the busy chaos of having kids around um and I wasn't my kids are older they don't really want the daycare in the house anymore like you know I had ages from newborn all the way up to my son is now 13 like I just don't have room for it I don't have 
I don't have the space for daycare now that my kids are bigger. So I got a job in a public school, which I love. So I get to leave my house, <laughs> take care of kids for only seven hours a day. I get a lunch break, which is bizarre because I never had a lunch break, you know, when I was doing home daycare. Um, and then I get to come back home and I get to craft and I get to do my thing. So I get the chaos during the day and I still get my relaxing, like creative time. And I definitely need that balance because when I wasn't working with kids, I felt like something was definitely missing from my life and I needed to be needed. <laughs> so now I'm trying, I do have less time for my Etsy shop. However, I still have, I still have my afternoons and nights to work on it and to do my local sales that I do. Hey, hey, you guys, coming in hot with a pro tip. Are you ready? Do you use special fonts, graphics, SVGs, or other digital goods to create your products or run your Etsy business? You need Creative Fabrica. So for years in my shop, I walked that fine line of either using stock fonts and graphics that were right there on Canva, and I had a ton of trouble differentiating myself because let's be honest, everyone else was using them too. Or I had to go invest a ton of money, sometimes hundreds of dollars, to buy them direct from a designer so I could create something extra unique and stunning, right? And don't even get me started about the whole factor of making sure I had a, a commercial use license so that I could use it for business. It was a whole whole nother expense and hassle, to be honest with you. Um, but I have since found a better way, and I'm letting you in on the secret, okay? Enter Creative Fabrica. You guys, getting a membership to Creative Fabrica has been a game changer for me, okay? I've literally saved thousands of dollars. I'm able to create faster because I no longer have to scour the internet for what I need. It's very convenient. Not to mention, I don't have to wait for my budget to allow for a new digital asset before I can create something new. I have this membership. I can just access it whenever I want. So what is it? Creative Fabrica is a website where you can access unlimited digital goods for just $9.99 a month, like $9.99. This uh, my jaw drops because this is this is an insane deal because everything comes with a commercial license as well, which means you're allowed to use them legally for profit. And, and I, I have to chuckle because this is this is less than I used to pay for just one font before y'all. <laughs> like $9.99 for access. Okay, they have over six million fonts, graphics, and other digital resources that you will have full access to at any time. It's essentially like, like, to be honest, this is like the top Etsy seller's best kept secret that you are now privy to. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Did I mention you belong here? You belong here. Um, and on top of that, Creative Fabrica, so they discovered this podcast. They reached out to me and they were like, Lizzie, I, we want to offer your audience like a special, a special little perk. I'm just like, well, we love that. Tell us what it is. So now you guys can get one month free. You can get a free trial for up to 10 downloads and you can test drive it and see if it's a good fit for you. Like I, I literally pay my own membership. I love it. So if nothing else, like take a free trial, stock up on some fresh stuff for free. Thank you, Creative Fabrica. And if you love the service as much as I do, it's just $9.99 per month to keep it going. And you can also um, cancel at any time. No questions asked. I love that. I love it when they do that. So if you want to jump in on the sweet deal, just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. Again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. And you can grab that free trial. I'm so excited, you guys, to share this with you because uh, this is like one of those pieces to the puzzle that can just change everything. It can just up the whole game. So just like let me know how it goes, okay? Okay. 
you're a unique personality, but you know what? I like it because if there's one of you, there's a million of you out there. And I think so often the Etsy story is the, I just want to go hard and be a multiple six figure income earner on Etsy. I want to leave the job and just do that full time. I love also being able to showcase stories like you where it's like, no, I actually love my job. Like I actually want that. And this is my side hustle and I want it that way. And so I love that they get to hear moms like you talk like this. I need that balance. Like I need to work. I need to be needed. But I also need to be creative and I need to fill that outlet. So I have, I truly am so happy in my life. I have exactly what I need and exactly what I want and I make it all work. And maybe I don't have 100% of my time to devote to Etsy, but that time that I do have is more purposeful because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? i directing it exactly where it needs to go and it's paying off. It's doing it. <laughs> Isn't it always so interesting? It's like perspective too, because someone could be going into the preschool space for the first time and be like, this is horrible, but you've run your own. So you're like, oh no, I can go to the bathroom. I can have a lunch break. Like it's, it's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing home daycare and you're like, you're on your own island and you got to do everything yourself. But now I have a lunch break and I can leave the room if I need to. (laughs) It's seriously so much easier than doing home daycare. (laughs) I can't, I mean, like pros and cons because I'd want to be with my baby. Like I totally get it and I love it so much. Oh, absolutely. My babies are in school now, so I don't, when they were little, I definitely wanted to be home with them, but they're, I mean, fifth grade and eighth grade now. I was going to say, how old is your daughter? Yeah, she's, she just turned 10. She turned 10, so 10 and 13. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're young adults, basically-ish. I know. <laughs> oh, I love that. I make I make a crochet snake, and my son looks at it and goes, that's actually cool. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the tween says it's cool, it's got to be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. They establish all the rules for sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, what kind of tips would you have? Like, you're now really into it. But like, for someone brand new starting, do you have any tips for entering Etsy or or crochet? However you want to answer that. But just what I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, I, I don't remember if we talked about this or did we just talk about it beforehand? But I opened up my second Etsy shop. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, my second Etsy shop is just digital downloads. And I did it kind of as an experiment to see if I could draw people into that shop with no social media presence because I don't mm. really share about that shop on Instagram or Facebook or in any crochet, well, you know, digital groups it would be. Um, and I, I have made a lot of sales in that one. So what I've done differently – Knowing what I know now is using different, is what is the right word? Um, integrations. The third party tools. Yeah. Like um, I like Everbee and I know you we said you Everbee. like Sales Samurai and I've never no, tried I Sales Samurai. Everbee and Sales Samurai. I just don't use the E-Rank. Oh, and then E-Rank is the other one that I use. Mm-hmm. So when you go to those um, websites, you can connect them to your Etsy shop and then whatever you want to sell you can type in like keywords and you can see what the Etsy competition is for the item that you want to sell. And it will tell you if it's like oversaturated or um, like how many people are clicking. It's per month, I think, right? Yeah. Like how many searches per month. Um, so being a new person going into it, I would highly recommend doing a third party integration like that with your Etsy shop because it already, it gives you just a step ahead and then it gives you like um, longer keyword tags that you can use. Like you don't want to use just one word, but it'll tell you different things that people are searching for in the area that you are in. So like, instead of just doing like 
pottery, you would be like, it would, well, it would tell you longer tail words. So like pottery coffee cup or I don't know more. I get even more specific than that. I'd be like, like when I was at the fair yesterday, I bought a bunch of pottery that was Northwoods themed. You know what I'm saying? And I would be yeah. literally getting like, like things like trending colors, like, you know, dark or forest green, um, you know, coffee, mu- you. pottery, coffee, mug, words or like, coming to my mind. <laughs> yes, or like forest, you know, or like woodlands, or maybe it's cactus, maybe it's Western theme, maybe it's cowboy, like adding in, like, that's my biggest mistake in the beginning. I don't know about you. I feel like you did, you did really well off the bat though, April, but my biggest thing was I went way too broad and I was just like, wood signs with like the same phrase that everyone else was selling. And I needed to find the micro niches. And that's what we didn't have these tools at the time. So I had to figure it out myself and it took longer. You plug in sales samurai and ever be and and or e rank and you see how many searches there are for that keyword every month and how much competition there is. And if there's way more competition than there are searches, you know, huh, that's going to be harder because I'm not going to, I'm new. I'm going to show up on the hundredth page and no one's going to get past the third page of search results. And if I find one where there's smaller, where there's a closer range, like maybe there's a thousand searches and a thousand competing listings, well, now I can really compete. When you say connect it, um, it's so easy to do. Like if you just go to a website like erank.com, it will tell you or ask you on there, do you want to like connect it to your Etsy shop? It is so easy to do. Um, They take all the guesswork out of it, but I definitely highly recommend doing one of those things if you're going to start a new Etsy shop. Make sure your takes are up there on on point with what people are searching for because that's how you're going to get found. I will link those. I, I can just link E-Rank. I'm not sure. I don't know much about it, but I've heard good things about it. Um, and the other thing I will say is you have to have the Chrome browser for, I think, yeah. all of them. So you can't use them on your phone. That's the only downside that sometimes I get right. emails about. You've got to use the Chrome browser. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything else you want to throw out? Just make sure you're selling something that people want to buy. Demand! <laughs> I mean, that's a big one. And I don't think a lot of people think of that. Like they yeah. make an item and they're like, oh, I can sell it. Does anybody want to buy it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. I told you just before we started recording, but um, in Northern Michigan, people go Petoskey stone hunting. Petoskey is, Petoskey stones are Michigan state stone. And when you are along the lakeshore, people always look for Petoskey stones. It's just what we do in this area. It's super common. Um, a really good friend of mine loves to go Petoskey stone hunting as well. So I wanted to make her a shirt with a Petoskey stone on it, like that I could cut out with my Cricut. And there was not one on Etsy. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, this is where I need <laughs> what I need to do. <laughs> so I hired an artist from Fiverr. I paid a very minimal amount. I bought all the copyrights, but he made the design for me, an SVG file, which is what you need for your cricket of the state of Michigan with a Petoskey stone pattern in it. Um, and it is the only one on Etsy. So if you type like Michigan Petoskey stone SVG, it's like the only one that will come up. Um, and of that, I've already sold 70 copies of that one pattern. And I think that's pretty amazing. And then I have different variations after that, but it was a, it, I was in demand. Like I wanted to buy it and there just wasn't one out there. So then I found a way to create that. I met the demand for myself. Like, like you know what I mean? I supplied what they needed um, and other people needed too. And I've had other local Michigan people, like it's definitely a Michigan thing. It's so niche down. Um, other people 
send me a message like, hey, I do woodworking. Can I put your design on um, my woodwork? And I always say yes, because I like to support other people, other makers as well. And they're not sharing my my file. They're just finished, like selling their finished product. So I am all for all for it. And they always like share the, they link me back to where they Aww. got it from. So Winning. definitely have but that's a the thing. Look. Like, don't just go do another Petoskey film. Like, you guys, think about where you live. Like, I promise you there are niche things about where you are in the country, you know? Right. And you've got to just, you've got to get to, like, in Texas, it's like blue bonnets. And there's probably other blue bonnets. But there's other things you could really micro niche down to that's specific this to your such area. A niche. Only such you a would mystery. know, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in Minocqua, Wisconsin right now. And everyone's obsessed with loons. Look, it's a type of a bird, which I wouldn't have even known right. if I'd never lived but here. But it's because so <laughs> oh my gosh it's completely yeah like it's so like local to here and there's other things about it as well you know like we just had the event we went to is called beefarama <laughs> i could probably sell beefarama stuff on etsy because it's it's super niche but twelve thousand people come in town for it every year you know what i mean like there's think about what's local to you or that you just would have kind of an inside scoop on that other people wouldn't know just, just, I can't do Beefarama because that would be stealing someone's copyright, but you get the point. Yep. I totally just forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry because that's because we're really like a slumber party chatting it up. <laughs> it's such like a micro niche, but when people see it, it's the only one there. So they're going to buy it. Um, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, my audience, I'm just speaking to literally my small little Michigan audience here. And it's going well for me. <laughs> no, it's really smart to get really specific. Like that's one of the keys. We all try to go too broad. Oh, there are not going to be enough people searching for that. I mean, maybe if you're getting way, way, way too micro, like micro, micro, micro niche. But otherwise, if you're interested in it, probably someone else is too. But do some research and see if their search is. Where are the best places for our listeners to find you and connect? Um, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> okay. I am at, do you want to link my name? It's Careberry Crafts. But I'm going to link it because the it's spelling spelled like different. Yeah. R-E-R, right? K-E-H-R-E-R. K-E-H. Yeah. Did you say E or A? I said E. K-E-H-R-E-R. It's only taken me 18 months to learn it, April. I had to write it down on a piece of paper before I got married to make sure I knew how to spell my name. I don't know. What is his background? Is that German? It is German. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a very powerful, strong name. And I'm on TikTok, but again, I need to post more on TikTok than what I do. But same username. They can find you there. Keep it, keep it all the way across the board. I love. We got through this April without any internet problems and without your dog barking, and I just feel like we should high five about it. Like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming back talking about it, and I so appreciate you asking me back. It was so much fun. You are the best sport on the entire planet. Thank you for being so generous. Everybody loves you. They always love your episodes. I'm so glad we got to do an updated version and we need to keep hearing how things are going. And um, well going. It's still progressing. I'm still, I'm so proud of myself. I really am. There's a problem. You just figure it out. Like you always say, everything is figure outable. It is. Everything is figure outable. It's in my mind a lot. If you ever need encouragement, guys, like DM April. <laughs> she's she's so positive. <laughs> I am always an optimist. There's always a way. We'll there figure is. it out. 
Okay. Well, I love you. I love your shop. I love having you on the show. Thank you so much. And you guys, thanks for listening in today. We're so honored you t- you would choose to spend your time listening to us geek out and talk like two schoolgirls at a sleepover right? about Etsy. <laughs> and until next week, y'all go make something awesome. I love you. I'll see you soon. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.